Hello, hello. Hello, hi, Trina. How are you? I am blessed. Hey, family, how are you? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you. That's right. He is your God too. And what a mighty God he is. So family, I am so excited today to bring to you a very special woman of God, Miss Portia Boateng. And just a little backstory, family. Me and Portia met in the 100-day devotional with Lindsay Vertner when we did the battlefield of the mind. And it was in that room that I got an opportunity to hear her voice and hear the ministry that God has placed in her. She speaks with power. She speaks with authority. And most importantly, she has a heart after God and she has a heart after souls. So it was definitely without question that when Submitted to Serve um, devotional started that I wanted her to be one of my moderators. And family, I was not disappointed. God has showed up and showed out and used her mightily. And it's just been amazing. And we're on what? Day 42? Yes, we are. And it's been an exciting journey. And the Lord has really been um in his past few weeks with everything that been transpiring the lord's been leading me to expand submitted to serve and i remember the day he placed on my heart um portia and i was like well lord i don't know what it is you know what she's doing or you know how it is that she wanted to you know do her own ministry so i kind of you know just blew it off a little bit and I remember that he brought it back to me again. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to ask. But it was in that moment that you text me. And he was like, hey, sis. <laughs> you was like, hey, sis, when, you, when are we going to talk about this podcasting thing? <laughs> and I was like, confirmation, confirmation, confirmation. So I was so excited. And I called my sister and I, I told her what you know the Lord had in mind and family I was blessed because it's one thing to go off a whim and just do something because it seems like it's something to do versus when it's something God has called us to do and when I shared with her how the Lord wanted to expand submitted to serve and how she was in agreement family it is very important that we are in agreement in this season That's right don't go into things blindfoldedly because it seems like a good idea. The enemy is always masquerading as light, seeking whom he can devour. So I was grateful for the confirmation that God has given me. And I'm also grateful for that witness and her spirit that when I presented it to her, she was in agreement. So I want to introduce to you, family, Submitted to Serve Canada, Miss Portia Boateng. Introduce yourself, sis. Hi, everyone. And you know what? First off, I just wanted to just thank you. I'm so humbled with everything that you spoke about. I'm so humbled. And this is just a testament of the grace and the power of God, because I never in my life thought I would be in this position or I was even worthy to even speak the name of the Lord. So thank you so much. You just blessed my heart. You just, you know, edified me in ways that you will never know. And I thank God so much for you and for what you have been in my life. And um, just uh, once again, my name is Portia and I live in Canada and I am a mother of six 
children. I'm a single mother of six children and I'm a single mother. And because I am single mothering with God, I am so highly favored and God continues to show up. His grace continues to show up all the time for us. So I am so honored once again to be part of the Submitted to Serve ministry because that's what I am. I am fully submitted to serve and give glory unto the goodness and the mighty grace of God. Thank you, Trina. Amen. Amen. So, sis, I have a few questions. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, uh, I know, you know, like I said, I got a chance to, with a front row seat, to see the gift that God has had in you, and everyone else will get to see what God has placed in you. Um, but what, I, I know you're Portia, but your ministry is AKA Grace Found Me. Yes. So, I want to know who Grace is and how did Grace find you? Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And um, before I speak, I just wanted to just commit what we're about to do into the hands of the Lord, because there's nothing, we can't do anything unless the spirit is with us. Okay. So let us, you know, thank you, God, once again, for what you have done and what you continue to do, Lord. Father God, I am so humbled and I'm in awe of what you continue to do in my life, Lord. Father God, this is your testament that grace has truly found me in ways I never thought was possible. Father God, I thank you for allowing me to be on this platform, to use me as a vessel. Father God, to use me as a mouthpiece to share your word, to touch somebody who is listening on this line, oh God. Father God, as I speak, as me and Trina speak, oh God, we are praying that you will give us your mouth. You will use us as as a mouthpiece, oh God, to speak your word today. And may your word come straight from the throne room so that anybody who is listening will feel God and will be able to know that you are truly real, that you are truly the one that we can depend on. Lord, we thank you. We invite the spirit to come in our midst in the name and the blood of Jesus. Amen. 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 Grace found me. You know, grace, I never knew what grace was. Because I know that, you know, as a child, we go to church and we are going to church because our parents are telling us that we go to church. Right. So growing up, I was somebody who was in in the church. I was devoted to church. I was, you know, as for as long as I can remember, my family's always saying that, you know, I will always get ready, wake up everybody. I was the one that was like David says, I was glad to go to the house of the Lord. And also I when I was in church, I participated in a lot of things that was involved in church. I did, you know, Bible competitions. I did um, singing. I did anything. I was always in the church and I'm so thankful for that foundation because it is that foundation that when I was, when I stepped away outside of alignment with the will and the mighty grace of God, it is that, that it is that reminder of how my foundation was, I was able to bring me back to God. Right. So it's that's why this was created. So Grace Found Me is an organization that I created for our young, the young people. Right. So my, you know, the children like under the age of 17, 18. So I want for us to really embed in them. It's called to build and nurture the foundations of the youth. Right. Because if we build the foundation of the youth in God, when it says that train the children how they should go so that when they grow up, they will not depart. And that's what it's about. I'm so thankful for that because I departed. And when I say I departed, I departed to a point where I could not even identify who I was. 
Wow. And it's so funny how, like, when we say we can't even see who we are, because everybody's, you know, people will speak into my life and tell me, you know what, you're going to be great. You are meant for greatness. God is going to do so many great things in my life. And I'm sitting there like, what are you talking about? What are you talking? What do you mean greatness? Look yeah. at how my life is. Like, who's this God? Who's this God? Like, you know, look at the pain that I'm going through, the things that I'm going through. Where is this God? Who's supposed to make me great? Wow right who is this god who's going to make me great but i was i didn't know i didn't know i didn't know grace so you know i remember i remember uh you know there was a time where i sh- i've shared it this on the platform on the submitted to serve room before but there was a time where i was so deep in darkness mm. i was so deep in darkness that i even forgot that life was even worth it. Wow. I was so deep in darkness that, you know, I didn't, you know, the person that I was with was not treating me good. The person that I was with had a child on me. The person, like, it's just everybody around me, right, was not showing me the love that I so much needed. But then I never thought that everything that I needed was in the grace of God, was in God. Mm. So when grace found me, You know, Grace found me around the time where, when I was pregnant with my son, I had just found out I was expecting my son, my my third son. And um, when I found out, I also found out that something major had happened in our relationship. And you know what happened? You know, it was so intense that I felt that life was over. Even though God had blessed me with another child. I did not see the blessings of the child, but I saw the blessings of my sorrow, the blessings of my broken heart, the blessings of those things. You know, a lot of times we, there's negative and there's positive blessings. The enemy will bless you with sorrow. The enemy will bless you with heartache. The enemy will bless you with those things. But the thing is, God is saying, I am willing to turn that and turn that into the opposite, into favor, into grace, into anything that you need. But I did, I was not listening to that. I was not listening to that. I was not listening to that. So eventually, you know, I decided, you know what? I'm going to, I decided you know, I'm going to be a single mother because this person, if I continue to stay, they're going to drag me further down the hole. Wow. And I don't want to be further down the hole because all of a sudden I had the desire to go to church. Mm -hmm. I had the desire to listen to YouTube videos. I had the desire to just cling to God, but I didn't know what it was. Right? I used to watch YouTube videos. And you know who, it's so funny how God aligned me in that moment with Sarah Jake Roberts. And God started allowing me to listen to her story. Right. And then I also purchased her book. And when I was reading her book, I felt like I was reading my life. Yes. I felt I was reading my life. And then when I was able to see that, you know what? She went through all of that. But God has now made her who she is. Amen. I decided. I decided. Grace. That's when God kept on, you know, showing me stuff. I started listening to preaching. I started desiring for more of God. And when grace found me, the moment grace found me, I remember 
you know, I was one day I was just, I put my children to bed and, um, I put my children to bed. This is very emotional, but God, 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 God is good. God is good. I put my children to bed and I went into my room and I was in my room and I just went to my bathroom and I was in my bathroom and I was just crying. I was just like, like, what did I do to deserve all of this pain? Like, I'm a nice person. I'm a kind hearted person, but how come pain keeps on seeing me and meeting me? Everything that I do, even I remember, you know, I posted a picture on Facebook, you know, thank God the spirit is just reminding me of these things. So, you know, I posted a picture on Facebook and somebody commented, oh, you're as for, for somebody so beautiful, you should smile more often. And you know what I said? I'm like, what is there to smile about? Wow. I was like, what is there to smile about? So, you know, fast forward, I'm in my bathroom and I'm crying and I'm crying and I locked my bathroom door and I put my children to sleep where I knew that they were sleeping. Like they were sleeping, deep sleeping. So all of a sudden I hear them outside my door, outside the bathroom door. And I hear my daughter, mama's crying. I think mama's crying. And that my heart. Like her and her brother, she woke up and then she went to get her brother and they came in my room. And she's like, I think mama's crying. So when I heard that, I'm like, you know what? I can't make these kids see my, like, you know, I can't make them see all of right, this. Right. <laughs> I'm like, where's the towel? Like, where's the water? Like, let me wash my face. Yeah. But as much as you try to wash away the pain, it is still there. People right. see it. We always try to wash, try to think that washing our face, washing all of this, it's not there. People still see because as long as the pain is on you and you haven't surrendered it, it is still going to be seen. Right. It's like the lighthouse. How, as far as you are, you will see, you will still see it. Girl, uh, you know what? Just a, just a chime in real quick. It's funny because me, you know, as God is, you know, maturing me, I am a person who wear their feelings on their sleeves. Like if I'm hurt, you can see, (laughs) you will see it. Like something isn't right with you. Something Mm -hmm. is wrong. And it, it, sometimes you can't hide it. It's just there. And like you said, to take it to a place where you take it to the altar and you surrender it. So God can free you and lift that heaviness that you can, you can smile again and you can rejoice again. It has to be a surrendering because we are holding on to the pain. We're holding on to the baggage. And and he's saying, come to me, all who are weary and heavy lady, I will give you rest. Carrying around all of these heavy burdens and all of these heavy, you know, baggages that Christ is saying, I want to transfer in the spirit. Come to me, mm-hmm. give me your heavy burdens and take my yoke, take my burdens, which are yes. light and easy. And mm-hmm. until we do that, until we are willing to surrender, we're going to carry and hold on those baggages that we're not meant to carry. That's right. That That is so right. That is so right. And the thing is, God never meant for us to go through pain and hurt. He never meant for us to do life alone. So to anybody that is listening who feel alone, listen, that is not, that is illegal. That is illegal. Wow, wow, wow. That is demonic. 
because God never meant he would not because we have to look at it. Why would he create us for, to make us suffer? Why would he create? He says that everything he created was what, Trina? It was good. Right, right. Everything he created was good. It's funny that you said that loneliness is illegal because the Bible says he will never leave us comfortless. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the enemy is coming in trying to give you something that is not your portion. Loneliness mm -hmm. is not our portion. And no, sometimes we say, oh, I'm alone, I'm alone. And I even believe that even if God allows us to feel that sense of loneliness is to draw us into his presence. Yes, yes. He's the one that he wants, he wants to be the one to feel that void. So it, it is, is to look yeah. at loneliness from a different perspective. That is not your portion. And mm -hmm. if you're ever feeling really lonely, that is a spirit trying to take away the gift of God and the presence of God from yes. So uh, I like that you said that. Yeah. So, so what happened with the kids in standing by the door? So, so they come and, you know, I got my face wiped and they're like, Mama, are you okay? I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm okay. I'm like, guys, go to bed. I'm like, Helen Paris, go to bed. I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Because the thing with my daughter is my daughter is very protective of me. She's very, very protective of me. So she's always making sure, checking to make sure that I'm okay. My son is like that, but my daughter takes it on to a whole nother level, right? So I'm so grateful that, for that as well. So she came in there and it was, you know what? Right now, the Holy Spirit is saying that it was me because if she, they never came, I would have sat there all night and just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and probably found me the next day on the floor in the bathroom. But, you know, I got up. Because I had a bathroom in my room and then there was another bathroom outside. So I got up, I put them to bed. I'm like, you know what? Let me go take a shower. So I, as soon as I walked into the bathroom and I closed the door, I just, I, something just pushed me on my knees. Something pushed me on my knees. And I just went on my knees and I said, Lord, I have done this on my own for so long. I no longer Jesus. want to do it on my own. Please come. The Please. pain is too heavy. I have relied on me for so long. Please. The pain is too heavy. Come and help me come and be I'm, and I, I said I promise that I will for the rest of my life I will put you in the driver's seat of my life I am getting out of the driver's seat and you are going to occupy the driver's seat and wherever it is that you want to drive me is where I will go wow and it's so powerful where you know I always thought that God was not pleased with me that God did not care about me but in the moment when I cried out to God hallelujah when I cried out to God I just felt something just pick me up and something just put me on my feet and I never from the moment that I was lifted up and I was picked up I never shed a tear of sorrow again never shed a tear of sorrow again. And that moment is the moment that grace found me. Mm. And, you know, when I say that grace found me, I also want to caution us of something. I said, grace found me because I allowed grace to found me. Mm. I finally availed myself for grace to find me. But grace had been chasing me. 
Come on, come on, come on. Grace had been chasing me. Grace had been chasing me. When I kept on going to church and then I was stopping, Grace was chasing me. I saw it, but I'm like, no, there's just too much. Like being a Christian is too much. You got to do this. You can't do that. Sex feels so good. You have to do, you know, you want to do this. You want to do that. I'm like, not now, not now, not now, not now. So, so the Lord lifted me up and that moment grace found me. And I remember there's this church that I used to go to and I went to church. I feel like, I think it was like a couple weeks after and the church announced that they were going to be doing baptism. So I was sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I made a decision. I'm going to do it. They're like, you know what? When we're done church, there's going to be a sign up sheet outside that we can sign up. Trina, I don't know what the devil was trying to do. I don't know if the devil was trying to recruit me, but all of a sudden I'm sitting in the church and I just hear this voice. Who do you think you are? Hmm. What do you mean you're going to get baptized? Wow. Um, Do you remember that you are pregnant? and you're unwed Mm, mm. do you remember that you're a fornicator do you remember that you are this and that you're this so when he kept on saying because I was new I've been in the Lord but this time was different I was actually new in developing a relationship I was doing religion all my life but I finally understood relationship and that is so pivotal to our walk with God it's not about a religion we are not in a religion you can't be in a religion but you can be in a relationship thank you Jesus you can be in a relationship so when they said that I'm like you know what I'll do it next week Mm. I'll do it next Sunday so then the next Sunday again the voice is coming this and this I'm like I'll do it the next Sunday so I go the next Sunday and they're like you know this is the last week to sign up The voice was about to come. Listen, I don't even, the way I got up and ran to the back of the, I just ran. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to listen. I'm going to run to the back because I know that once I put my name on there, because I'm a type of person, if I commit to something, I have to do it. Amen. So I'm like, I'm going to run there. I'm going to put my name on it. And with my name being on it, it's signed, sealed that I have to do it. And this is also a reminder, you know, a lot of times when we rededicate ourselves back to God, the enemy is, the enemy is, is like a a salesperson. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like a salesperson. Trying to sell you back into the world. (laughs) No, it's like a salesperson who at the end of the month can't make his quota and they want to stress you up. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's right. Funny. It's like that salesperson because now he's like, okay, what am I gonna do to earn this person? I'm gonna go attack her friends, do this, do that, do that. How can I cause this person to reject what it is that I know that God is bringing her into? But I love that you said when it was the last day because the devil is a liar and he always, you know throwing those thoughts to make you question your value, to make you question that God can use you, that God wants to use you. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't want you to get the full revelation of that grace that found you. But Mm -hmm. I love 
I love that you said I ran. It made me think of Joseph. Sometimes we just gotta run away mm-hmm. from the devil because yes. you are a liar. I know my God. I know God got something better for me. I may not understand it, but I know this ain't it. I love that you ran and you took action because we have to be intentional and we gotta mm-hmm. get active in our responses to what it is that God is calling us to versus yes. what the enemy is trying to pull us away from. We mm-hmm. have to get to that place where we are willing to run away from the temptations, run away from the thought of giving up, run away yep. from the thought of letting go and drawing back, run away. We have to really run away. Even if mm-hmm. he's holding, even if the enemy is holding on to our coat jacket, yes, we, 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 we <laughs> run away naked. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Because enough <laughs> is enough. And I'm so grateful that you took that opportunity to run and, and really get into the presence of God and receive that baptism because that is the heart of God. You know, he said, preach the gospel and, you know, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So he knew the importance because you go, that old man goes into the water. And then a new man comes up. I have been crucified with Christ. And the life that I live is not I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. It's something about baptism that does something to a person who understands what that baptism means. That I've died with Christ. Amen. The enemy no longer have a claim on me like he used to. He wanted to keep claim on you. Amen. He wants you to come up as that new woman in Christ Jesus. So I, I'm, I'm grateful that you ran and you took action and you were active in your pursuit with God. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I just wanted to also remind everybody that, you know, I know that in the beginning steps of rededication, you feel like there's, you know, things happen that the persecution sometimes is harder than before. It's harder than before. Like I said, the enemy is like a door-to-door salesman. You know, once you, because they saw that you were interested, they will keep on coming. They will keep on coming. Keep on coming and testing you and trying to see if you will purchase Mm. what it is that they are trying to sell. Right? So, you know, after all of this happened, I get baptized. I'm feeling good. And then I didn't know that God was going to change the direction of where my walk was going to be, where he was actually going to grow me. Because I prayed and I asked the Lord, I'm like, Lord, please plant me in a place where I am going to grow. Because because you have done all of this for me, Lord, I want to serve you. I desire worship. I desire a relationship with you. So, Lord, help me. Align me with the church that I'm going to grow. So this was around like, you know, Christmas, the Christmas holidays. And uh, my friend, she had, um, her friend had introduced her to this church. So she told me about the church. I'm like, no, I don't want to go to this church. You know, I'm not, I'm not into this church. So she kept on asking me, asking me. So one day I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this church. And the great thing about it is that, you know, I was able to attend my current church and still go to that church because the church was at one o'clock and my other church finished about 12. So I was able to go to that church and then go to my church. So I went to the church and the first day I attended the church and I attended the church. It's so funny how I went to the church on New Year's Day. New Year's Day, I attended the church. And when I walk in, I was just, you know, I was still dead in the spirit. Mm. I was dead in the spirit. 
So I'm sitting there and we're, they're praying and praying and it's a very prayerful church. And I'm sitting there. What are these people up to? <laughs> people are speaking tongues. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, I just, you know, I'm just trying this church. I'm not coming here to be committed. I just want to see what's up. And I like, there's just some weirdness going on here that I don't know what it's about. So I get home. I get home. And um, the pastor told me, you know, I spoke to her. She's very nice. I spoke to her. And she was like, you know, call me the next day. You know, I want to talk to you. So the next day I'm sitting at home and I was, I was still pregnant. And I get a call from my doctor. And my doctor tells me that, oh, you know, the results that you did for your IPS came back. And your child is showing signs of trisomy 18. And as soon as the do- um, they told me that, I just started just crying. But then the good thing is, when she told me that, I told her my child don't have it. Oh, amen. As soon as she told me, I never received it. And that's what we have to remember. People of God, do not ever receive bad news. Because when you receive, if I received it, I could have made a transaction in the spirit. Ooh, come on. And that could have came to pass. But I never accepted it. I never accepted it. And, you know, the funny thing is that, you know, you do the IPS and right away they send you the results. But they, this happened about two months after. So I know this was God. Mm. I know this was God. And I know. And that's what also helped me know that that church that I just attended is fire. Mm. It's fire. So I, I did all of that. I called the pastor and I'm crying. Um, you know, the worst thing, please, if they, you get news, don't ever go to Google because Google will scare you worse. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Google is the worst doctor. It's the worst. It's the worst doctor. Isn't it funny how we try to self-diagnosing fear? <laughs> what yes. Does, what does yes, this mean? Yes, in fear. What does this mean? Listen, the worst part was it said that a child who is born with trisomy 18, the longest they will live is one year's one year of age. Jesus. Or if they are born, you will be able to spend only a couple hours. Mm. And I know somebody who was pregnant at the same time who also got the same news. And I am so thankful to God that I had, and she was going to church, but I don't know how her relationship was. I don't know what the circle of new community that she had. Cause I had the, you know, I got to come into this church and I had a community interceding for me. Amen. I had a family interceding for me. There was not a day that went by with people not calling me to pour into me. And it was a small church and I went to a big church, but I never felt that amount of love in my life since I've been born till that love, that love that God, God actually gave back to me so you know i go in i do all of that we pray we pray we pray and the results come back that he doesn't have it amen glory amen. to god glory amen. to god and then fast forward fast forward you know the persecution and the attacks were just coming left right and center first they try to take up take out my child 
first it was my child's life that they were trying to end because they know this was a child of purpose. This was a child that was birthing me into purpose. So mm. he was a child with an assignment Come and on. the enemy did not want that. Mm. So mm -mm. fast forward, I have my child. I have my child. I have a C-section. Everything is fine. You know, I'm, I have him in the room. I have my, my, my mom there. My, 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 um, my kids are there. We're all talking, talking. And my mom is like, you know, I'm going to go to Tim Hortons to get something for the kids to eat. So I'm laying there and the spirit of the Lord tells me, put the baby down. Mm. Something tells me the spirit of the Lord. I'm not even going to say something because I know it's the spirit of the Lord. It says, put the baby down. So I put the baby down. As soon as I put the baby down, I just start having an anxiety attack. Mm. I just start having an anxiety attack and I'm pushing the thing for people to come in there. I'm having an anxiety attack. I can't breathe. Like my mom comes in and they're scared. And like, she's like, my eyes are like rolling and rolling and rolling. So I, the, all the nurses rush in. They call the doctor. I just see people rushing and I couldn't even like, I didn't even know what was going on. So they all come in and then they stabilize me. And the doctor's like, you know, you're okay. We're just ordered the ultrasound, which is going to come because I couldn't move. Mm -hmm. So then they told the nurses, you know what, take the baby into the NICU. Even though he's fine, take him in the NICU because I can't take care of him. So they take him to the NICU. They settle me in. They leave. And about, let's say, 15 minutes, it comes back again. It comes back again. And it's just like this time it was just like worse. Like I couldn't even breathe. Jesus. I couldn't even breathe. So I push it again and they come. And this time, thank God, the ultrasound lady had come down. And then they're checking. And then the lady says, I have internal bleeding. Mm. I have internal bleeding. And that they might have snipped something mm. during my C-section. And, you know, when I, when I think about all of this and when I hear all the time the amount of people that have died because of the same situation that I have been through, I know it is because of the glory and the grace of God. It's only by the grace of God Hallelujah. that I was not taken out, that everything that I needed showed up when, it, when I needed it. Jesus. So they tell my mom, you know, go home. They have to, you know, they... They, they called my mom, actually. I was there. They're like, you know, we're going to have to go and operate on her to see what's going on. So I, you know, I'm there operating. They pull me into the room. And Trina, I saw Jesus in that room. I was praying in my head the whole time they were reeling me in. And I saw Jesus in the room. Call me crazy. I don't care. I saw Jesus standing in that room and Jesus reassured me that they were not going to take my life, that I will be Jesus. healed. I will be whole. Jesus. And nothing is going to happen to me. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. And all I know is I woke up the next day in the ICU. Wow. I opened my eyes. I was freaked out. There's like tubes down my throat, all these things, you know, I'm just like, what is going on here? I was in shock. Like, why am I here? Because the last time I remember, I was just being laid down on the stretcher, going in, being prepared for surgery. And I wake up in the ICU. And then I come to find out that they sniffed my bladder and I had to get my whole bladder reconstructed.
Jesus. And it's only by the grace of God. Because when you are looking, you know, there's so many people who are even dying from this. You know, when um, I think the lady, um, the divorce court lady, her son, her son's wife, the last born, she died with the same situation. Wow. And they're trying to petition, I guess, the U.S. medical board to kind of do something about it. Because there's just too many people dying for things that could have been prevented. Right. But I don't see this as I see this as the hand of God. You know, when my son on his birthday, he's about to turn. And this is kind of funny that I'm getting this opportunity before his birthday, because his birthday is next week, the 29th of May. I call the 29th of May my birthday because it was the day that the Lord actually, you know, I literally died and was rose again. Mm. Mm. I will, I actually went through a spiritual and a physical rebirth. Mm. Renewal, rebirth. Wow. And I have never been the same again. So grace is so amazing. The grace of God is supposed to radiate off of his children. When people see you, it says that you will be called blessed. You will be called blessed because you are of him and he is of you. Mm. It is the grace of God that I am here today. It is not by anything that I did. Because remember, I never thought that I deserve. Grace is the unmerited favor of God. God saw me fit to live. God saw me fit to be here. God saw me that I was needed, that my mouth was going to change generations, that he needed me to be connected with people who will help, to, who will be submitted to serve in the kingdom. Mm. We are all needed. We are all needed. The assignment is not on only me or Trina. It's on every single person that is in this world. God has an assignment on your life. You need to pray and seek for that wisdom and knowledge and understanding to really understand and hear the word, the voice and the word of God. Grace is why all of us are here today. It is not by anything that you did. Because if it was by what I did, I would never be the person that I am today. Jesus. I did not do anything to deserve this. So that is why I made a decision. I'm like, you know what, God? You're going to do this for me? And, you know, he's blessed me in so many ways. I decided, I'm like, God, for the rest of my life, I am going to dedicate my life to your work. Because what you have done for me, nobody, not even my family, has done something like this for me. You have taken care of me. You have kept me. I'm a single mother and God has never. He says the people, his people will never beg for bread. Come on now. We will never beg. Because everything that we need is in his presence. Everything we need is already out there for us. It's our time and our to take the opportunity and to believe, to trust and obey God so that we can receive what it is that he wants us to receive. We need to be in alignment. We need to trust that he will supply all of our needs. And the scripture that the Lord gave me in my journey was Hebrew 10, 23. And I will read that. It says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful and i'm here to tell you he who promised is faithful if he was faithful with what i went through 
if it was faithful to forgive somebody who thought that life, that God wasn't even important, who thought that life wasn't even worth living because, you know, there was nothing good in, in life for me. And God, God, you know, following God and being a Christian wasn't attractive because I saw people suffering and they were Christians. So I didn't even want that. But I thank God for the renewing of my mind. I thank God for meeting me when I needed him the most. I thank God for telling me that I am loved, that I don't need to do anything to receive his grace. All I have to do is trust. All I have to do is cast my burdens onto him and he will give me rest. And I thank God for really helping me understand that scripture. Because now I I always say, listen, why am I? going to worry about what's going on around me when somebody is telling me the person who created me is telling me you know what don't worry about your burdens i will take your burdens you just continue to trust me and do what it is that i desire oh i want that trade-off because my burden is too heavy that burden be adding like an extra 20 40 pounds to your weight (laughs) (laughs) you need to let it go (laughs) Amen. You need to let it go. You are heavy because you don't want to let it go. The Lord is saying, let go of that jacket of burdens. Let it go. It's not Balenciaga, okay? Let it go. (laughs) Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. 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 And allow grace to find you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Allow grace grace to find you and it's amazing sis like i i heard some of your testimony but today i got a chance to hear it in its entirety and i am blessed by your drive i'm blessed by your resolve i'm blessed that you didn't allow your circumstances and adversities and heartbreaks stop you from catapulting into what god has called you to do and many Mm -hmm. of the things that we experience is we allow Um, we allow it to pull us away from God. We allow it to be a stumbling block, but Mm -hmm. you didn't, you didn't allow what you went through to be a stumbling block, but instead you, you allow grace to find you. And even Mm -hmm. acknowledging that grace has been radically recklessly chasing after you. That's the love of God. That's the, Mm -hmm. the, the, the love of God is so reckless. It's so, oh, he's always chasing after us. And he wants us, he said, goodness and mercy shall follow us. That's a chasing. That's a chasing. It shall follow us all the days of our life. If we can Mm -hmm. just be still for a moment so we could be met by the presence of God, that we could be met by that goodness and mercy. If we could be met by that grace we have to stop stop and be still and stop allowing this world to drive us in a a circle a a repetitive circle that takes us absolutely nowhere Mm -hmm. so that we can come face to face with the true and living God so I am so blessed that you shared this with us today I am so blessed and honored to have you a part of submitted to serve I know God is going to do bountifully things with you I know and hear um, the heart of God and the voice of God and how he's going to use you in this season. I am humbled. I'm excited. And family, I mean, stay tuned, you know, chime in to Submitted to Serve Canada so you can get more of this. There's so much in her. There's so much more to be be heard. Family, you're in for an amazing treat. God has blessed us with this beautiful woman of God, and I am grateful, and I'm humbled. And sis, I would love for you to pray us out and pray over those 
who are struggling with grace finding them because gra- grace is looking yes grace is looking and grace will never stop looking because we are the apple of the lord's eyes amen you are the apple of his eye so as a, the apple of his eye he would never stop chasing you even let's look at you know when you are in love with somebody you never stop chasing even when they do something wrong you don't see it because the love that you have for that person covers the wrong that they do and that's what god does if you can do that for a boyfriend if you can do that for a family member god is saying that i that's how i see you I don't see you as somebody who's a sinner. I see you somebody as somebody who grace is looking for. I see somebody who I went to the cross and finished it for. Right? So today, Father God, we come before you once again, Lord. We come with one accord, Father God. Lord, we commit everything that we have done. Lord, we are praying that you will send this name. Anybody that listens to this, oh God, Lord, we are praying for healing, oh God. Anybody that is finding the difficulty when it comes to grace, Lord, we are praying for wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, oh God, that you will help them to understand what grace is so that they will freely accept it so that they will allow grace to find them, Lord. Father God, anybody who is hurting, Father God, we are praying for your healing power to touch them. We are praying that anybody who is looking for you, oh God, your word says that you are the light in the darkness. Father God, we are praying that as you continue to be our way maker, miracle worker, oh God, that you will continue to allow people to see the light in the darkness, oh God, because it is you that they are in need of, oh God. Even though they think that they need worldly things even though they think that they need the love of other people lord we know that it is you that they need because the love that you are willing to give is more than anything we it's more than anything that money can buy father god today we pray for the submission of your people that lord as we have decided to submit it to submit ourselves to serve father god we are praying that your people will submit themselves to serve you so that they can tap into what it is that you are willing to do for them and what it is that you are doing in this generation oh god we come against any healing hearts oh god we come against any hurting hearts oh god lord we come against any spirit that is tormenting your people oh god father god any spirit of lack we blot it out in the name and the blood of jesus father god because your word says that you because of you lord we lack nothing because you are our shepherd and because you are a shepherd and you are watching over us we lack nothing and father god anybody that is lacking lord we are asking that you will meet them at their need father god we thank you and that you will stretch your hand on your people in the name and the blood of jesus amen amen so family i love you may god bless you and keep you until we speak again be on the lookout for submitted to serve canada You're in for an amazing treat. God is doing amazing things and you want to be a part of it, family. So stay tuned and check out our sister, Portia, and let's see what the Lord is going to do because it is going to be great and it's going to be mighty in the mighty name of Jesus. So until we speak again, I love you, family. Be blessed. Be blessed. Love you too. Bye. Thank you.